Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where not geographically diverse pals, because we're all in my living room, uh, come together, have a few drinks and a big lunch, and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I am not burping, that's somebody <laughs> else. I'm Mike, uh, I'm drinking a, front, a Fuller's Frontier Lager, which is uh, really light and fruity and very, very yummy. Uh, and joining me today, we have... Uh, I'm Dom, and I'm drinking Hobgoblin Gold. And I'm Anna, and I'm also drinking a Hobgoblin Gold. And I'm Laura, and I'm drinking a Stouffer Press. And today is one of our special all-in-one wonder days, where instead of all of us bringing our own individual puzzles, Dom has kindly taken it upon himself to write a whole themed crazyful room for us. Take it away, Dom. So, without further ado, let's enter the infinite escape room. You find yourselves in a lidless wicker basket about six foot across. The walls are a little below chest height, and looking over them, you can see a patchwork of fields stretching to the horizon far below. Above, connected to the basket by thick cables, you can see a towering bag of bright material inflated with air, drifting you along in the summer breeze. You must be in a hot air balloon. Yay! Well deduced. <laughs> in the distance, you can see a black and vicious looking storm amassing on the horizon. It looks like it's about an hour away, so you'd better escape before it flings you from the sky. On the... I'll, I'll just go through this. Uh, i tell you what you can see. It's not really worth you going around and saying, what's here? Because, as I said, you're just stood in, in a basket. Yeah. In a washing basket inflated mm. by a large jumper. Um, on the wall behind you is the door through which you entered. Um, it stands almost two foot taller than the wall itself. Well, the, the, um, the wall of the wicker basket? Yes. It okay. stands above it. Because otherwise, I mean, you, you, you didn't all crouch through the door. It was a normal-sized door. So we're in a, in a different reality then. We, we've taken a portal into the sky. Have you heard this podcast okay. before? <laughs> <laughs> they've they've been, entered, walked into a shoebox in Okay, the that's true, yes. The door seems to have locked itself. A large keyhole is evident. Mounted to the wicker wall next to the door is a glass-fronted box in which you can see a large key. The front is hinged but won't open. Next to the box is an altimeter connected to the box by a wire. The altimeter's needle is currently pointing at 1800 foot, but you can see that the marking for 2500 foot has been underlined in red. Turning back around, you can see cylindrical red metal tanks against the wall to your left, connected by pipes to the burner apparatus in the center of the basket. On the wall to your right, you can see three ropes hanging taut over the edge. Against the opposite wall, you can see a smaller wicker basket, this one with a lid and handles. And lunch. <laughs> and Hopefully. sat atop one of the wall corners, you can see a pair of binoculars. Have you got a map over there, Michael? A map? Like, a, like an idea of the... The space. Yeah. Um, not so much a map as just... Let's have a look. Doodles. Doodles of a madman. <laughs> Significant points. Okay, so we're in a hot air balloon. I think, so we've got the altimeter. We've got the stuff that sounds like the gas bottles for the burner. What could potentially be a Yogi Bear's basket. a picnic basket. You're ahead of me on that one. And a binoculars um, and, and a dark and smelly storm on the horizon. And the altimeter underlined 2,500 feet, so I imagine that's what we've got to get up to. It's underlined in red, though. That's usually quite a... Um... <laughs> A danger colour. 
<laughs> I warn you, we'll run out of oxygen or something <laughs> yeah. at this level. Yeah, uh, and that's when the key opens, you can get out. <laughs> that's true. I also, just going to say, uh, I do have um, useful facts, which I will be able to dispense throughout if you're ever struggling. Ooh. Give me a useful fact. Well, you're not struggling. Oh, no, I'm not struggling. I thought it would just be a fun... <laughs> I, yeah, I was looking forward to fun facts. That's a fun fact. These are useful facts. Okay. Do you have any fun facts? <laughs> They're not fun. No. Oh. Nothing is fun about ballooning. <laughs> Very dry. <laughs> Okay, can I have a look at the picnic basket, please? Because I'm a bit peckish. Um, certainly. So, yeah, going over to the wicker basket and opening it up, you can see that it is indeed a picnic hamper. Mm -hmm. The items within are set carefully into what seems to be a custom insert. From left to right, they are champagne, Ooh. breadsticks, chutney, olives, grapes, and camembert. So not my uh, tikka chips. <laughs> All right. Uh, just for the listener, I, I messed up Anna's order at the pub and um, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Uh, there might be a divorce income. <laughs> um, Which I guess we'll put in the show notes once the show's edited. Yeah. In like a week's time. Well, we can do es escape the uh, divorce proceedings. Oh my God, can I come to your divorce and record it? That would be amazing. <laughs> I reckon there's probably two episodes in it. Uh, so, so sorry, champagne breadstick camembert. No, oh, it was a from, champagne from left to right chutney, olives, grapes, and camembert. I had from mm -hmm. left yes. to right. Yeah, each item has an ordinal numeral printed large on its label. Uh, an ordinal numeral, you say? An ordinal numeral. Ordinal. Just for the listeners at home who might have forgotten what an ordinal numeral is. Or and, never knew in the first place. <laughs> and, and me. Mm. Um, what's an ordinal numeral? An, an ordinal numeral is one that denotes rank or order, um, such as first, second, third, as opposed I to one, two, three. see. Okay, oh, so first, yeah. second. No, no, that was an example, not, what, not oh. what's printed on there. What's printed what? on the labels? So from left to right, uh, the champagne is ninth. The breadsticks are fifth on the label of chutney is seventh on the olives label is first. The grapes have sixth and on the camembert is ninth. Again. Yep. Ah. Uh, um, uh, um. Oh. Middle gear. Did you say olives were first? <laughs> um, I yeah. did. Okay. So and, and with camembert is... Cheese. Ninth. But wasn't also... Champagne was champagne also ninth. Champagne. <laughs> See, so hang on. So champagne and camembert both begin with C, and they're ninth. Yeah, but chutney also begins with C. Yeah, but chutney begins seven. with J. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going. My God, with he's this. got that's it already. I... That's oh, right. He's gone and got it. <laughs> Who's the Welsh alphabet? C H would be his own letter. That's true, actually. Yeah, there's too many vowels in this, though. There's an O. There's an O. Yeah. Um, Not enough hills below you to be over Wales. <laughs> um, I haven't hit anything yet. Maybe it's the order in which we're supposed to eat them. <laughs> Simultaneously, camembert and champagne. Mmm, <laughs> fizzy camembert. Yum, yum. Fizzy feet. No, no. Okay, so the order as is would be, according to the ordinal numbers, would be olives, breadsticks, grapes. Uh, that looked like chips in my writing. Grapes. grapes. Uh, chutney. Um, and like then... Simultaneously, camembert, champagne. Okay. You can okay. put bits of camembert in your champagne and then cause a So you haven't actually finished looking at everything in the picnic basket yet. Oh, what else is in there? You got distracted. I mean, I know, I'm not saying you guys did. I mean, like, in the narrative. Um, so to the right of the picnic items is a long, thin box. It is sealed 
and on its lid is a combination lock. There are five wheels to the lock, each with the letters of the alphabet. So maybe we should just do that in the order then. Five wheels. Yeah, just do it in the order. One, guys. two, three, four, five, six. Oh, there's six yeah. items. Well, there's two names, though, isn't there? Yeah. Which would be presumably then O B G C C. Oh, okay. C. There are six <laughs> wheels to the lock. C. Which okay. Would... <laughs> so. So yeah, that would be. B yeah. That's quite G. a damaging typo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't have the app to edit this doc, so anything, I've, anything else I've got wrong is staying wrong. <laughs> there are six wheels to the lock. O, B, G, C, C, C. Can I help myself to a grape? Sure. Cool, I have one grape. Ooh, can I, I peel a... it first. It's um, fancy. <laughs> it's tart. I have the time. Huh? It's tart. It's tart. Oh, I feel cheated. Um, I mean, hey, you're getting a free balloon ride here, like <laughs> some comped in tart grapes. You should be delighted. I got it as a Groupon gift. Like one of those experience days you get for Christmas where you're like, okay, I've just got to go to the Isle of Man to cash this in. And you're like, it's been getting huh. rescheduled for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get it done with at this point. <laughs> it's the only day where the weather was appropriate. <laughs> okay, can, can we try in the combination lock? O, B, G, C, C, C. Uh, you can, but. Nothing happens. Okay. Is there anything else in the um, uh, in the little wicker picnic basket? No. If I lift up the champagne, what do I see underneath? The shape of a champagne bottle in like the custom foam insert. Okay, I put it back down. Okay. Anything underneath the basket itself? Uh, the floor. Cool. What's the floor look like? Wicker basket. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mm. I have a useful fact if you want it. Yeah. Okay. The balloon itself is a bag, or more properly known as an envelope. That is a useful fact. Yeah. It's useful to the puzzle, are you saying? Uh, I don't think I ever said for ballooning. That. <laughs> I think I just said it's useful. For when? But for, for when? If you're in the post office and you ask for an envelope and they give and you, you a massive you sack. A yeah, they give you a giant, they give you something that's, um, yeah, just, I, I could also, another useful fact is the actual size of that, I've said. Envelope, if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the envelope is about 99,000 cubic feet of material. 99,000? Cubic feet of material, yeah. That's pretty intense. They should teach this in schools. Ballooning. Probably doing like Switzerland. Mm. It feels more useful than trigonometry as well. Like you're more likely to go up in a balloon. I mean, people will be more interested in you in the pub if you know a weird amount about ballooning than if you just we keep saying maths summer. at them. Mm. Mm. Flying over in the summer. Put you get a lot of the virgin balloons around yeah. here, don't you? Um, okay, so I, we might, on the basis that we're missing a few of these ordinal numbers, mm-hmm. I wonder if we there's maybe other bits to find in other places. So should we take a look at some of the other bits and pieces in this um, yeah. balloon? Let us. Yeah, you, so uh, you're aware of what else we have? Uh, yeah, so can we... I mean, I wouldn't mind taking a look at the the binoculars. They are like a vintage pair of field glasses, almost. Uh, they're just sat... Like on a stick? No, those are opera glasses. Okay, yep, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, just, they're just sat like on the, on the corner of the basket. Go on, put them on. Yeah, can I, can I, can I, can I have a spy through them? Sure. Through the binoculars, you can see the landscape a little bit clearer. It's lovely. <laughs> the storm seems to be closer. Oh. I mean, everything seems to be closer, but the storm <laughs> is... You can see it in detail. It's, it's like the one from James the Giant Peach. 
made of plasticine? No, like evil and full of rhinos. Oh. Michael, <laughs> <laughs> do the binoculars have a little little uh, tweaky dial oh, a knob, thing? Yeah. yeah, a little knob. Can I can I twiddle the little knob, please? You can. Um, your vision goes in and out of focus. Hmm. Maybe there's something we'll need to look at with the binoculars later. Possibly. In is the... there any landscape in the surrounding area? That... Yeah. Oh, we're just surrounded by it. But is it. Yeah, but is there anything like that's particularly noteworthy? Yeah, can, we, can we take a look at the landscape? Can we have a look, look at the world around us? Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is just a patchwork of fields, um, as far as you can see, in all directions, gently undulating. Do any of the fields spell out a number <laughs> or a letter? Um, it depends how hard you want to work at it. I think I'm really I'm working quite hard. But you wouldn't think it, it certainn't doesn't seem not by design. <laughs> I mean, it's the same as constellations. Like you see what you want, but okay. no one planned it. Are there any clouds that look like a butt? Uh, you can't see cows from this far. Clouds. Up without your... Oh, clouds! Um, I've never said a cow looks like a butt. It's a pretty much a clear day, except yeah. the um, except the storm. Which yes, like it's just a just a wall of 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 like a a, a flowing wave of of dark grey. Butts coming towards you <laughs> okay. with lightning flickering out of the cracks. Okay, cool. What do we feel, folks? The do you, are you still using the binoculars? Um, I think I'll keep them attached to my face, yeah. Okay. By default. <laughs> Can we have a look at the gas canisters? That's a good idea. Um, yes. Uh, they are three cylindrical metal tanks locked in place and wrapped in red insulating jackets. And connected to the burner apparatus in the centre by metal pipes. Emblazoned on their sides is the formula C3H8. The less, less popular of the protocol droids. <laughs> what, less popular than C3PO? Yeah. I was say, I already hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's C3H8. Yeah, that's quite an ice cream. As will be. Yeah. So C3H8. Yes, um, the, uh, the 3 and the 8 are in subscript. Isn't it superscript? Is it subscript when it's below, superscript when it's above? Yes. So they're below? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're still holding the binoculars to your face at this point? Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 really close I'm under no doubt as to the lettering. <laughs> That's why I had to ask, because I had to pan up and pan down to find the letters. Is there anything Michael can see with binoculars that we can't? Uh, he can, I mean, his, his peripherals are... Um, you know, vastly inferior at this point. Okay. Michael, where am I? Really small that he can still see this. <laughs> yeah, he can still see. He can see what you're, what you're okay. looking at. He sees it real big, but okay. no extra detail. Okay. okay. Uh, should we take a look at the burner? See what's going on there? Because I think Laura's right about getting maybe to two thousand five hundred. See what happens. <gasps> yes, I've just had an idea. <gasps> what's your idea? It's a dumb idea. Let's <laughs> hear it. Even better. Okay, so um, the binoculars. You're wearing them the right way round. Yeah. So if you perhaps, <laughs> if you perhaps turn them the wrong way around, everything will become smaller. So you might be able to see some pattern in the landscape. Possibly. Whoa. Oh my, my god! Thinking. Yeah, yeah. It that. won't work though. What, what Anna just described. Okay, so as you take the binoculars away from your eyes, um, Anna and Laura notice that you now have ink circles oh. around your eyes. It's very, very funny. Oh, I could have spent the whole day with those binoculars attached and um, never been exposed to them. <laughs> And then you turn them around and you've now got them so the big side is next to you. Okay, yeah, everything's now really tiny and, and um, slightly warped circular. Am I able to perceive um, any pattern in the madness of the fields? You really can't see much. Okay. God damn it. 
Sorry, and then I cut you off that amazing idea. So I hope you remember oh, what you were talking about. I think I was just going to talk about going to look at the burner. Mm. Okay, yeah. I, I suppose I'll probably put the binoculars down for now. Okay, I feel. Back where <laughs> so you, now you have them. a big circle. They're not going to be far circle. from reach. We put them down anyway. Yeah, I, pro- I, pro- I, mean, I probably won't throw them over the edge of the balloon yet. <laughs> In a fit of rage. <laughs> so going to the burner, the controls for the burner seem rather stupidly to be locked inside a metal cupboard on the side of the apparatus. A panel next to the cupboard contains seven switches in a vertical line. Each switch is currently set uh, neutrally to the middle, but can be clicked to either the left or the right. Each direction for each switch is marked with a letter. So I've got 14 letters to reel off here. So okay, so, we'll so are we doing left-hand yeah. Can you do left-right switch one, left-right switch two sort of thing? Yes, I can. That's a good way of doing it. So from the, yeah, going from the switches from the top to the bottom. On the left. Uh, we go left-right. So the first switch is B and P. The next switch down, left to right, is A and R. Then it's O and L. Then it's O and P. Then it's A and O. Then it's N and T, and then it's S and E. Interesting. So on the left we have La Bones, and on the right we have Wait, can you, what do we have on the left? That's where you start with an L. Oh, I had B and P. Yeah, you said, when you spoke, you started with an L. So Did if I, I go to, on the, all the left-hand sides, so I've got B-A-O-O-A-N-S. And on all the right-hand sides... Go, sorry, can you go again down the left? All the left-hand sides, I've got B-A-O-O-A-N-S. Yep. Is that right? All the, le- the, the right-hand side, I've got P-R-L-P-O-T-E. Yes. Okay. Laura, you're really good at those word search things. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. So what happens if I flip one? Well, which one are you flipping Oh, no, maybe I shouldn't. Let's take this to a vote. Well, I mean, they're, they're all neutral at the moment, so we could probably unflip them. Well, just, uh, just do a little test, just to see if it makes us uh, crash into the ground. <laughs> that feels like an extreme <laughs> outcome. But... The, uh, the cable release switch. Is the... <laughs> Although, um, actually, a useful fact, the cables from the basket to the envelope are known as flying wires. Stop calling these useful facts. <laughs> no, make a note. You're not noting it down. Flying wires. Flying wires. I mean, I guess it's technically true, but not in a good way. <laughs> oh. Oh? If we did, you get propane. Oh. Ooh. From the letters. Oh, so you go P-R-O-P-A-N-E. So oh, very good. Very so good. That would be from top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, left, right, left, left. And you're flipping those? Yeah. Okay. Um, flipping them into that order. There is a click, and Ooh. the cupboard door opens slightly. Just a, just a crack. Do we need another word to open it the rest of the way? Or do we oh, have no, to do it by hand because it's just say, unlocked? It's unlocked. Just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure how advanced this hot air wicker basket was. Unlocked, so it's like, oh, popped open slightly. Are you going to open it the rest of the way, or are we just going to leave yeah, it? Yeah, let's open the rest of the way. I'll put my binoculars back on. <laughs> In for a penny. As you open the cupboard door, a gust of wind blows all of the labels off a series of six levers inside. The labels land at your feet and they read increase gas, reduce gas, switch off gas, anchor, foghorn, and self-destruct. 
On the inside of the cupboard door, however, you notice a taped-on post-it note containing the following helpful guide. Are we ready for the helpful guide on the post-it note? So you've got increase, reduce, switch off, anchor, foghorn and self-destruct. Yes. Those are just, they're just, that's not a particular order. Those are scattered at your feet. Lovely. What? I guess that's this why they keep it in a cupboard so the labels don't blow off the levers. It's no wonder the Wright brothers were driven to invent the aeroplane when <laughs> hot air balloons had self-destruct buttons. <laughs> I don't remember the bit in the science museum about the hot air balloons. We used to ride them over the cities and just get stuck on buildings and stuff. Oh, yeah, they're a menace. <laughs> well, speaking of the, the Wright brothers, interestingly, it was another, another useful fact. Um... <laughs> It was the the uh, the Montgolfier brothers who um, designed the balloon that was uh, the so the very first of the Montgolfier balloons, which we still refer to the modern balloon quite often as uh, a Montgolfier balloon. Uh, although there are actual subtle differences between what we use then and what we use now, because uh, back then they'd inflate the balloon first and then set it off, whereas now we have um, uh, fuel stored in the basket itself. Um, but no, so the, the first manned flight on September the 19th, 1783, was the first of the uh, balloons from the Montgolfier brothers. 1973? No. 1783. What? <laughs> 1970? You think they invented ballooning <laughs> in the 70s? Paris? <laughs> Is that in Paris? Uh, yes, yeah. I think so. I don't know. I've I don't just written down 1973. That's not part of my news. <laughs> no, I'm thinking that it all started in Paris. Yeah, my mum and dad's first date was on the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first one. The first one. Yeah. Your mum and dad are the Montgolfier brothers. <laughs> That's why I've got that seventh toe. <laughs> uh, no, it was the 19th, September the 19th, 1783. Okay. I'm still with it. I've got 1773. <laughs> Good. That's, not, that's still not right. September the 19th, 1783. Okay, um, so you said there was a post-it note. Yes, written on it um, is the this this helpful guide. There are two levers between switch off gas and reduce gas. Self-destruct is the first lever for obvious reasons. Foghorn is next to anchor, which is next to reduce gas. Self-destruct and switch off gas aren't next to each other. And increase gas is next to reduce gas. <laughs> so while Anna and I are devilishly writing down um, notes on this, I think Laura's just solved it. <laughs> Not sure, but... Okay, so... Okay, Laura, talk, talk us through what you got. Well, self-destruct is the first. Yep. Anchor. I assume we're going left to right, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So first lever, yeah. Um, anchor, foghorn, and reduce are next to each other. Mm-hmm. Switch off isn't next to self-destruct, you said. So yeah. I'm putting that at the end. And then increase is next to reduce. And reduce and switch... Oh, no, switch off two between them, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Two levers between switch off gas and reduce gas. Hmm. Maybe I didn't get that right. Sorry, Why don't sorry. we try it at random and see what happens? <laughs> because one of them is self-destruct, <laughs> and I will not be um, self-destruct is the first helpful one, with so that. I will not be friendly. <laughs> if you pull the self-destruct one, you will blow up, and the puzzle will end. Um, sorry, increase is next to... Um, the last re- Increase reduce. is next to reduce gas. Self-destruct and reduce gas what? What? S- nothing. Oh. We have no clue. Okay. Why do I keep writing clues to things that have never been said? So what happened in 1973? <laughs> Just delirious. Um, I think you're thinking self-destruct and switch off gas aren't next to each other. That's the that's so what you have there. The one lever we must definitely not pull is the first lever because that's definitely self-destruct. Um, what other things? So self-destruct gas and switch off gas are not next to each other. So we know that switch off is not lever two. Maybe I might have had it now. Okay. By switching round, so there's increase is number two. 
Okay, so increase, let's look at the rules that apply to that. Is next to reduce. Yep. So the next one will be reduce, which is next to foghorn, which is next to anchor. Put a switch on the end, which puts two switches between reduce and switch off. Okay. Shall we, so that means, can, I, can you just give me the order of the... So one is self-destruct. Yeah. Two is increase. Okay. Three is reduce. Yep. Four is foghorn. Mm-hmm. Five is anchor. Six is switch off. Do you want to hear the third clue again? What's the third one? Foghorn is next to anchor, which oh, anchor. is next to reduce oh, gas. So swap foghorn and anchor around then. Okay. I had that done the other way around. So in which case, if we have, say it's foghorn is five, anchor is four. Yeah. There's an easy way to test this, which is, can we please pull lever number five? We all blow up. <laughs> um, there is an astounding, astoundingly loud blare foghorn. of a foghorn. Hey, nicely oh, yeah. done, Laura. I just misunderstood. That echoes off into the, um, into the distance. I read it as anchor is next to foghorn, which is next to reduce, but it's not anchor is next to reduce. Which is why I got that the wrong around. Yeah, very good. And Laura, I wouldn't have got that in a long time. Yeah, well done, Laura. That was yeah. <laughs> I'd have had to like tear out bits of card and put them on the floor and start arranging them. That is the easiest way I find to do. I, I tend to like draw them miles apart so I can fill in the gaps where necessary. Right, that's why I started writing it down with numbers yeah. Yeah. and then lines underneath and I could move stuff around. Yeah, but for people at home, so what happened the first time that Dom read this out is that Laura, while Anna and I were taking notes, Laura wrote down the first draft of the answer, which was almost right. <laughs> Laura's just like, okay, so it's not this and it's not this. So it must be this. Oh, I've misheard one of the things. Flip, done. <laughs> but Laura was made in a lab. Um, okay, so I think we need to increase the gas, which is something I'm always in favour of, uh, to get our height up to, what was it, 30,000 fathoms? 2,500 feet. It says, it's underlined in red. Semiotics, guys. So not... Or think, maybe do it. You think that's not a good idea, guys? No, my, my theory is... Get up to that height, it releases the key so we can get out. Okay, go on then. <laughs> oh, and, give it a go. The Chinese think that red's a lucky colour. We haven't looked at the ropes yet. Are you Chinese, talk? Michael? Perhaps we should look at the ropes first before we and make as, any As decisions. we discussed, this, is, this balloon's more, most likely to be American or French. So that height is a bad height? Well, I don't know. Are we rising naturally anyway? If we're not, then... No, you're, you're, um, you're floating pretty, you're drifting along... At 1,800 foot. What if we throw the bottle of champagne over the side? Should we look at the ropes first? Because You'll the lose your yet. deposit. <laughs> See what happens to the balloon as we rise and rise. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so let's, 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 let's tweak, give a gentle tweak to the, to the lever. Um, I mean, you, you increase it or you don't. Okay, I'll, I'll pull the, the increased gas lever. Okay, uh, there is a roaring sound as the flame temporarily bursts into a yellow torrent and um, the balloon rises rapidly. Looking over at the altimeter, you can see that you have, you have risen 400 feet. Yeah, 2,100. And then you, once again, uh, you're now, you've now plateaued. You're maintaining that height. We could give it another tug. Storm's getting closer, but I don't know how closer, because I didn't make it's a note of when we started this. The... Will we go above the... Two... Oh, I see. Oh! We'll go above 2,500 oh. then. We went up, because that, that took us what up What does anchor do? Feet. Ankle just drop an ankle on the side, I imagine, to hold us in place. Oh, well, that sounds good. Let's do that. Why would we want to? I'll just stay put, I suppose. If yeah. Storm's coming towards us. We aren't going towards it, then, are we? <laughs> Dom's looking like we shouldn't be messing with all these. But then, bits. does that mean we can't go up? You will be flung from the sky when the storm gets to you. Anchor or no? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you're supposed to finish before the storm gets in. Let's try reduce... and tough it out so you have more time later. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just... lost Anna, but <laughs> we've now gained ourselves the rest of the day to solve the puzzle. <laughs> Can I give a few toots on the foghorn, just for fun? 
Uh, yes. Nice. You, uh, you, you toot for fun. Anna Riley toots for fun. <laughs> Can we have a look at the ropes? Because we haven't looked at those yet. I, I, I've got one more thing I'd like to try. We can always come back, but... Oh, I just, okay, okay, so we, we rose by 400 feet when we increased. Oh, yeah, can we reduce and see how much we drop by? So can I, can I tug on the reduce lever? Yeah, sure. The flame reduces and you um, slowly drift back down to 1,800 feet again. Hmm. Flip. So we're, we're, we're under the, we're, are we on the consensus then that... Going above the red line is a bad thing. I don't know. I feel like I'm outvoted in that one. So you, by all means, do it. I know. I and mean, I see a bar. I want to fill a bar. But Laura, what's your? I don't. What's your casting vote? Do we want to? You're the swing voter. Do we want to do stuff before we finish looking at everything? Fine. Because we can come back to it. It's not going to go away just because we've walked away from it. Stop. Okay. So Laura thinks we should go and look at the cables before we send ourselves to an airy grave. Uh, now, wires. I was going to say, by cables, do you mean flying wires? Yes. Or do you mean the... Um, the Things coming out of the, the three ropes. The three ropes hanging taut over the edge of the basket. Yeah, you see what they're holding. Oh, my God. Are you going to do something extreme, Michael? Something to return to, I think, for the... Dom's languages has given me a thought with regards to the three propane tanks. But we can go and look at the flying wires first. There are three tanks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so you're having a look at the ropes that are hanging taut over the edge of the basket. Please. They are they are thick, um, heavy duty ropes. Um, the uh, the the knots that attach them to the basket itself um, see, seem to be sealed with resin. So um, you're not going to be on time. Them. Them yeah, um, yeah, and they hang over hang over them and hang hang down. And is there, can you see what's on the other end of them? Uh, yeah. Using um, Michael's binoculars looking over the edge. No, we'd, no, that was just for uh, just for the the ink rings. <laughs> um, looking down over the edge, um, you can see that on the end of the ropes, hanging dangling below you, are um, three Hessian sacks. Like sandbag type oh, things. Oh right. So if you want to get could to that, be like weights then can. Yeah, probably. Then you should take a sack away. Maybe you want yeah. to do over overcompensate on the uh, on the old gas there, and then take away a sack. Well, because no, you obviously overcompensate, you've got too high. The sacks is what weighing you down, so, so you can take get rid of a sack and then reduce. And oh, that's it. Down that's it. Spot. That's exactly yeah. the one. So we've we've dropped back to where we were originally. <laughs> so yeah, let's drop a sack. Let's see what happens. But how can we? We can't do that because the resins are not at the one end. Unless you have something sharp, we can cut them with. We can uh, drop a sack. Which is probably the picnic basket. Maybe there's something in the picnic basket like a bread knife. That we could use to cut the knots. There, there was a long, thin box uh, yeah, sealed with a combination the lock in the combination picnic basket. Lock, don't we that out? <clears throat> I think the picnic basket's got something to do with C3H8. Uh, oh, yeah, of course, because we have numbers and dickery doos, don't we? Well, yeah. Because that way we had C3, because we were missing three and eight on our little C3. Yeah, there's only six. So we put hmm. half of the grapes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, let's hear it. We still, we still don't have anything for two and four, then. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are missing stuff for two and four, you're right. And then we, I suppose we end up with more... So we, we put one more of the graves. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> very sleepy. <laughs> I guess we have more letters that way than we need for our... Yeah, there's nine letters well. there, but we... Are, sorry, there's... Yeah, there's ninths on this, but... Okay, so... Did we just fuck up the combination lot the first time, you think? I mean, that's entirely possible. I mean, I did, and yes, there are six wheels, not five. 
But then, but yeah, but the six wheel, because there's no, we've got one, it's one wheel, five, six, one seven, wheel per item, nine. you could say, and that you have uh, six items and so, six wheels. Yeah. I wonder. So I think we put them in as champagne. O, B, G. Maybe if you put it in proper. C, C, C. Proper. Hang on. Not the order that one would have lunch. I mean, I would probably start with champagne. The I'd probably go olives and champagne, and then eat chutney and breadsticks with olives. No, we can't. And grapes, chutney and throw and the camembert. Over. You yeah. wouldn't even come better. Yeah, the I'd... chutney and the camemberts to go together. See so, you now, I would I would heat and eat the camembert, then pour the champagne. I'd only eat the the centre of the camembert and leave the the rind. And I'd fill it up with champagne Ugh. and float my olives and grapes in it. You're a monster. And then sip it like a bizarre cocktail. Dominic, we well, need to ask you to leave the bread wedding. <laughs> then I'd also have breadsticks. I'd eat them dry at the end. Fishing for olives no, with breadsticks. When you breadsticks. do the whole uh, thing where you do with Kit Kat where you bite each end off and you suck the champagne through the breadsticks. Oh. <laughs> nice, yes. Breadsticks would be my straw for drinking oh. my olivey, cheesy, grapey wine. Well, actually, most, most wine's grapey, but. Oh. <laughs> We're never inviting you round. <laughs> I think Michael might vomit. <laughs> uh, grim. Um, okay, so olives, breadsticks, grapes, olives, breadsticks, grapes, chutney, camembert, champagne. Was the order according to the ordinal numerals? Mm-hmm. But the order left to right is champagne, breadsticks, chutney, olives, grapes, camembert. Hmm. I mean, we could just put them in as order left to right. Should we just try that? Oh, yeah. hang on. Okay, well, we could just try putting in C, B, C, O, G, C. Yeah. Because that's the order that it appears in left to right in the, in the thing of me. See what happens. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, let's try, yeah, let's try. Let's try cycling the old dickery do in there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, nothing happens. Oh, fuck. Is it? So how does it appear in the box? So inside the, the wicker basket. So I've got left to right. There is a, a foam custom insert right. into which each item fits perfectly mm-hmm. which is from left to right as you look at it champagne breadsticks chutney olive grapes camembert each one has a label on it that has the ordinal numerals of ninth fifth seventh first sixth ninth why are you giving me that look what does that look oh like? hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on have you found hang the fludge on <gasps> so one of the handy-dandy facts we were given earlier was when the uh, the Mongolfier brothers... Um, Mongolfier. That's what I said. Um, had the maiden flight on the 19th, 1783. I think we've got most of these numerals. So, apart from the six... <laughs> I think you've got three of them. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. There's no eight. Unless we eat one of the... Yeah, but it's, um, it's, 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 it's C3 and H8. What if we take half of the grapes? We also have a C3 and a H8. You do. Okay. We don't have any other letters. Can so we, we lift, want three cheeses. Can we lift out the foam insert? Uh, with all the items in it. Yeah, which is probably... You can. Unstable. Is there anything un- underneath? Wicker. It's a, <laughs> like wicker land. It's with wicker world. Um, hmm... That feels like a missed opportunity in Rick and Morty, actually. Just an alternative dimension where everything's Rick and Morty. Yeah. Mm. They'll, they'll get around to it on season seven. Hmm. I don't even mean that all, yeah. Seven. Can I reach the flames? Uh, no, actually. Uh, they're about six and a half foot up from the ground. 
top right. of the burner. Okay. You could probably touch touch the the edge of the metal that would be hot enough to burn you if you really wanted to, but you can't touch the flames themselves. You get a boost if you want to lose your hand. I just want to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so O blank C blank blank. Have you seen Dom's face? B G. What are you trying to do? C blank C. I don't know, C. but I think we should let him do it. I'm just trying to say if, <clears throat> if, for example, you took the first letter from each of the um, from each of these uh, these items. The first letter, yeah. first being an ordinal number. Yeah. I don't know if you took. Oh, um, oh, uh, hang oh. On. oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 so um, champagne. So that's E, D, E, D, L, in the sky. That's where they've gone. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bothering to work it out. You'll tell me in a minute. So um, can I eat here? more of the grapes? <laughs> uh, you, I think you can probably get away with eating one without losing the deposit, yeah. You've already eaten one, though. You, I'd say that you can have another. There's probably one allowed each, so you could eat these guys' grapes if you really Wait, what? Well, my graves? Do you eat my grave? Save some camembert for I don't know how to spell camembert. I mean, it's Cam Am Bert. It's two M's, isn't it? C A M M. There are there are two M's in Cam Am Bert. Cam and Bert. Yeah, there's two M's and two E's. Cam and there is one, two, three. So it should be R. I had T. Cam Men. I had. So while they're doing this, you know the weights that you have on the Am. That's Cam Men Bert, isn't it? What's the difference between Am and N? How are you, how are you spelling it? C-A-M-M. On what? On each of the sacks. Cam. The sacks. So you want to pull the sacks up? Yeah, I want to have a look over the edge. Oh, just peering down. Yeah, I'm peering. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'll bring them up. Okay. I think that's how you spell it. So, sorry, guys. While you were spelling, Anna's started trying to haul those sacks up. No, 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 I was looking. You just said you wanted to pull them up. No, I don't. We've literally got it on audio that you saying, I want to pull one up. Are you, so you don't That's you just have to wait until they finish. Okay, you're not pulling one up. No? You're not going to pull one up. No, no, I'll wait until they finish. Okay. I mean, it sounds significant pulling one up, but. But why would you put you, it still be a weight in the basket? I was going to say, it still would cause. Well, there's anything exciting in the sacks. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> um, anyway. Puppies are way used to weight, don't they? Yeah. Combination, not law. So I have E D Y O S R. Do you have that? Yep, I have that as well. Can we try that? You can. Nothing happens. What have I spelled wrong? How are you spelling camembert? I thought it was C-A-M-M-E-N-B-E-R-T. No, it's camembert. Yes! Um, in which case, it's E-D-Y-O-S-T, please. Putting that in, the box clicks open. Because, of course, you have spelt out Ed Yost, the, the father of modern hardware. <laughs> Modern day hot air ballooning. Oh, like, he good. invented the modern day hot air balloon. <laughs> he was, it was he, Ed Yost, who first conceived taking burner fuel on the balloon rather than it needing to be pre-inflated. Ed Yost, guys. Oh, how did I forget that? Ed, Ed Yost. Yost Ed course. Yost. I suppose you even needed the clues. I thought you'd just be like, hold on. There's six digits Ed in Yost. that. Ed Yost. There's six digits. And Ed Yost's name is six digits. How can I? Characters. Sorry. Um, the box has clicked open. Inside, you find a very large serrated knife. I mean, can we haul? Can we haul a sack in off the edge? Can we go to the? Can I get a feel of it so I can feel the weight? Yeah, sure. You want to feel the sack? Um, <laughs> Cradle it. 
Um, pulling, so you just do try to pull one up? Yeah, I think we'll just tug on the sack. Um, pulling it up is difficult, but possible. Okay. Uh, you would estimate that it weighs around 50 pounds. What's that in real money? Uh, what, in, uh, in metric? Yeah. Oh, I haven't the slightest. American listeners, you understand these measures? Get in touch. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, oh, yeah, America's still imperial, isn't it? Yeah. Just do it in like bags of sugar. How many bags of sugar is it? Imagine one giant bag of sugar. Like, <laughs> this bag of sugar is huge and in hessian rather than paper. Doesn't help me at all. <laughs> um, what about fifty pounds of sugar? That's much easier to remember. <laughs> it, the the sack itself is also sealed with resin, and uh, where it's uh, the the tie of the rope itself is also again Tip all sealed up. Done. Like feeling it, it it could well be sugar in there, but likelihood is it's sand. Okay, so should we just saw one off and drop it overboard? Yeah, let's saw one off and drop it overboard. Yeah, let's let's saw saw off the one we've pulled in. Okay, uh, so you're you're going to use the knife to saw through the rope. Yeah, yeah, you find the knife surprisingly good at sawing through this rope uh, and dropping it over. You hear a a ticking sound and a shifting in the wicker around you. And looking at the altimeter, you can see that you've risen a hundred foot. Right, so that takes us up to nineteen. Okay, we rose by 400 feet when we... So we need to cut off another one, do we? I think we need to cut off all of them. All of them. that'll take us up to... Yeah, because they're 300, which will take us up to 21. Yeah. And then we need... Yeah, so let's saw off the other two. Yeah. Okay, uh, doing so, you do rise another 200 feet. Um, so you're now at 2,100 foot, right? What? No. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're at 18 to begin with. Oh, right. Okay. So I did, yeah, I did three, took us up to 21. Yeah, I'm keeping track of this, right? Yeah, I'm I'm not. <laughs> and then if we use the increase. Yep, tug on the old lever. Increase lever. Should take us up four hundred feet. So you you doing that? Yep. Okay. Uh once again there is a, a loud roaring sound as the, the flame uh leaps into a yellow jet and uh the balloon does rapidly rise another four hundred feet. <laughs> In seconds, the altimeter has reached the underlined 2,500 foot. As soon as it does, there's a ding sound and the glass-fronted key case clicks open. Hey. Uh, you wanna you wanna reach in and grab that key? Yes, please. Cool. Um, the key seems to fit the the the, the door uh, perfectly. Uh, you have gained the Archimedes. Principle of buoyance keys. <laughs> that's, um, that's a hell of a walk. <laughs> or a balloon ride. I enjoy it. The the door swings open uh, and beyond you can see the um, the lobby. How long have we been doing this for? Like where where are we on that storm? Uh, we are so technically we're at fifty seven minutes recording. We started probably two minutes late and we stopped for at least five for a wee. So 57 minutes, I'm taking it. The storm is right on your backs. <laughs> the rain is starting to hammer the envelope as you step through into the lobby and quietly close the door behind you, allowing that balloon to be destroyed without you. Aww. Oh, we should have bought the champagne. Success, though, <laughs> but you didn't. I didn't exchange for trying to eat the grapes. So it's, <laughs> it's gone. But you're, you know, you have your lives, and that's what matters. I think Laura has her priorities <laughs> in other places. Let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wine left behind. You left the key on the outside, though. Uh, oh. oh, that was a really good puzzle. I like that one. Ah, oh, Ed Yost. Good room. Very good room. 
please follow us on all of the exciting <laughs> places where you get podcasts. I'm Mike, and this has been the Infinite Escape Room. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I mean, that'll do for the intro for me. <laughs> intro, outro. I'll do this one just in case. So thank you very much for listening. And thanks to Dom for doing the uh, lovely all in one for us. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, and we really, really hope you did, uh, we'd be obliged if you could please uh, subscribe to us on the platform of your choice, uh, leave us a review on Facebook or whatever, really, uh, or even better, share it with people, all the people that you know. Etch onto your glasses. Just invite yes. someone to have a look at your etchings. Have it tattooed. Onto your forehead. You carve it into your own forehead. Carve it tissue with the best. Just do it around your Don't do it yourself sharpie. using a mirror. Yes. Exactly. Oh, no, because anyone else would be able to read it like an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're sat, when, you're, when you suddenly sit up in the back seat of their car, in the rearview mm. mirror, they'll be like, infinite escape room. Mm. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Do, do, Bye. do, 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 do.